Welcome to the Employco HR Podcast. I'm Rob Wilson, president of Employco. With me is my brother and co-founder, Scott Wilson. Hello. And Jason Eisen, our vice president of HR. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us this month. And, uh, of course, working the board, Nicky Navarro, taking notes and making uh, making us sound presentable uh, as he's working the board. Doing, so, doing magic. So thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. So the month of June is, is Pride Month. And uh, so thought we'd uh, walk through uh, a little bit on workplace issues and... Um, a little bit of history about how uh, Pride Month uh, all came together. Yeah, let's, let's take the time machine back to 1969 in New York, uh, kind of where some of this really got started, the impetus to kind of include some of these protections. Uh, the New York City police raided uh, Stonewall in a popular gay bar in Greenwich Village. Uh, so at that point, uh, there was some protesting and pushback. Fast forward to 1995, October is designated as LGBT History Month. And then uh, President Obama signed a presidential proclamation in 2016 designating June as LGBT Pride Month. And strangely enough, not until just a couple of years ago in 2020, uh, the U.S. until then, uh, individuals were not protected from discrimination in the workplace if they identified or if they were discriminated against related to LGBTQ. But in that year, 2020, U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Bostic versus uh, Clayton County, that LGBTQ employees do have that kind of protection in the workplace. Yeah, when you look back at uh, the pretty significant ruling was in April of 2017 in a federal appeals court in Chicago that tied back the 1964 Civil Rights Act. So yeah. that, that was, you know, 64 was a, I mean, that was a, a, yeah, a major down the foundation. Uh, you know, Civil Rights Act. Yep, Title Seven was monumental for uh, protecting most of the, the classifications or characteristics we see today. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, un- unfair practices, whether it's whether it's pay, you know, we've we've talked about it over the years with uh, male versus female and the, the, the gender gap on whether it's promotions or wages and the, and the same exists. But I don't think you're seeing it or are you seeing it, Jason, on the HR side as much as it was five or 10 years ago? It's, it's hard to tell because people are probably not as outwardly discriminatory maybe as they were decades ago. But it's, it probably is still happening. Just how, how frequently? It's hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. when it's a subject like that where if someone isn't comfortable with it, they're not going to say it. And I think that would be easier to be discriminated against. You right. Know? At, a, at a minimum, even if there's not pay discrimination, there's probably feeling uncomfortable or passing up for right. promotions or not assigning them to sales positions because someone's embarrassed of them seeing clients. Uh, so there's all kinds of obviously types of discrimination beyond just pay. Um that employers should really take a, a, a kind of a hard look at. Right. And Jason, you do a, a fair amount of diversity and inclusion training with our clients. And yeah. uh, so how, how's your feedback been with the clients as yeah. you, as you, you're definitely rolling that out more, a, a lot more clients are in tune with uh, uh, diversity and inclusion training. Yeah, we've got a great, great training program. Uh, all of our clients that's included for free, but we can obviously talk to any, any companies out there who need the help. Um, but obviously it's the first part with any kind of, uh, strategy or, or issue like this is policy and training. So develop a really good policy, communicate it well, and then do training for employees and managers. And there's other issues with uh, LGBTQ uh, workplace issues that you want to be mindful of, like bathroom use, um, health plans. Do you cover domestic partners, same or opposite gender? Uh, leave of absence like FMLA, do you cover that for uh, a significant illness for the person's same or opposite gender domestic partner? So obviously a lot of things that you can kind of work on to, to kind of get yourself ready for diversity and inclusion. So how deep do you go in your in your HR handbook? 
uh, in the handbook, uh, there's uh, maybe a couple paragraphs of a, a policy related to LGBTQ. Uh, but in the training, we, we go pretty extensively. It could go anywhere from a half hour to an hour, just the employee level training. And do you think it would make sense to work uh, on the handbook just so that you have a foundation and it's because you never want to be caught unprepared. And I think the best way to be prepared is to have it completely planned out. Think of every scenario and you're fantastic at doing that. So yeah, the handbook is a great place to start. If companies don't have one already, that some things just uh, think it's just like this uh, waste of time and nobody reads it, but it is a, not only is it a nice way of communicating policies to your employees, but it also is a nice protection for your company to say exactly. that it comes in, comes in handy with an employment practices. Lawsuit, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, so it's a great place to put it in writing that you don't tolerate any discrimination or, or bad behavior related to the race, religion, gender, national origin, um, sexual orientation, any other LGBTQ classification. Yeah, I mean, really, at the end of the day, you want your employees to be comfortable to work to get the job done. And if this helps make them more productive, where they're less stressed, they're able to focus on it. I think it's a win-win for everybody. Right. At the end of the day, it's your your company culture. You want people to feel comfortable. You want people Correct. to feel uh, welcome in the workplace. You want them to be productive. Yeah, and one of the areas, if, if, if employees don't feel comfortable speaking up that they're feeling discriminated against, uh, one of my favorite things I just harp on all the time is an, a confidential or anonymous employee engagement survey. So one of the questions you can ask in there are several are, do you feel like you're it's a safe environment? Do you feel like you're being uh, treated fairly at work? And there's some open text questions usually in these surveys where you can get some anonymous feedback, honest feedback from employees and what kind of a work environment and culture do you really have? So if anyone has any questions on uh, or needs any assistance on diversity inclusion programs or uh, workplace issues, feel planning, free, right, yeah. feel free to reach out to uh, to Jason at HR at employco.com. But you know, as we look uh, forward to next month or maybe not look forward to next month no. as uh, as inflation has uh, reached a 40 plus year high. Uh, interest just rates got, up. I just got gas yesterday. It was six seventy seven. Wow. And, uh, it's over seven dollars in Chicago wow. in parts. So you know the big debate is are you in a recession? Are you gonna be in a recession? And we certainly are. They just haven't declared it. Uh, right. And, and we were talking about this beforehand. I think this is gonna be one of the cases where they we're in a recession, they're not saying it, but then further, you know, six months, eight months down the line, this is how bad it was, and we've improved it this yeah. much. Right. So it's and so our, our topic for uh, July is uh, we're in a, the, the HR side of you're in a recession and what do you do from an HR side? So I, I think you're going to see a big shift over the next you know, four or five months, especially from a hiring standpoint. So in the this past year, uh, especially the last six or eight months, it's been an employee, uh, really an employee dominated market. They're, Correct. They're you know, they're naming the terms, they're naming the pay, they're shift, you know, there's uh, X amount of millions of people still not working because they didn't want to come back to the workforce post-COVID. I think you're going to see a big shift in that in the next six months because, you know, if if you were in your early 60s and, and said, all right, I, I made enough money in the market, I don't want to go back post-COVID, maybe I'll work part-time or something. Now, just in the past seven months, you know, if you're in the market, your portfolio is down 25%. The stock market was 39,000. It's at 30,000 yesterday and it's down another 600 today. Yeah. So as you, as you look at that and, and you're coupled with, all right, so my investments are down 25%. Inflation's up. You know, they're saying eight and a half percent, but really when you look at gas is more than doubled in a year. Yep. 
let alone when it was back when Trump was in office. So, you know, 150% increase. So uh, some of those people are going to come back to the workforce. Yeah. And, and so attracting maybe the people will get them off the sidelines, but there's also the retention. Like, so what do you do if your if your business is uh, hurting financially, revenues are down, do you going to look at downsizing? Which employees do you look to? Down- so we'll have some of these tips when we record this next month for the, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So what, you know, what happens to your, you know, how are you preparing for that, uh, for the recession? So I think you're going to see the job market change substantially in the next six months. You know, when you look at the stagflation, the economy, uh, earnings and a lot of companies are down, the tech stocks have, have, oh, they're have been struggling. So I think, the employment side is going to change, but also, uh, you know, as we dig deeper next month on the HR side of what, uh, what the future holds. Stay tuned. You know, you're yeah, seeing, so. you know, we're talking to a lot of clients and you're seeing, uh, on the tech side, people delaying their, uh, expenditures. Sure. Yep. So it was with a, a good friend, uh, the other day and uh, on the tech side and consulting side and they're they're seeing things that they projected out. People are, uh, tabling it for the foreseeable future. Yeah, now's the time to save up and prepare for that rainy day. Yeah, so thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Happy to tackle other issues. One of the other things that we're going to talk about too is uh, uh, states tightening up on non competes and non solicitation agreements. But uh, kind of, we had too many topics to uh, to jump into <laughs> right. this month. So Not that's enough time. that's something that Jason's seeing a lot these days with uh, with our clients. That uh, depending on the state, and I, I think you've got uh, uh, some data in our current newsletter or the next newsletter as Jason plans out uh, a few ahead of what states uh, what states aren't allowing non-competes and making it harder or non-solicitation so you're seeing non-competes really really go away but it's a non-solicitation which we can talk about uh, another time on on another podcast but Jason's pretty involved in those as well but uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us this month questions at uh Info at employco.com or uh, HR, HR at employco.com. It's been, June's been a busy, busy month. So you had Pride Month. And of course, one of uh, Nikki's favorite days was uh, earlier this week, National Bourbon Day. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, but uh, thanks for checking out our podcast. And uh, we'll be back next month to talk uh, about the, the changing economy and the HR side of entering into or being in the middle of a recession. Thanks for listening. Thank you.